Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Shaq Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Cooper? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into today, including my top five NBA teams after the first week of the season. We're also going to touch on Dylan Brooks and his reaction to that viral video of him oh. and Steph Curry. But first, it's Mondays. So Coop and I have five headlines from the weekend. And with just one day until the NFL trade, line, trade deadline, Coop brought a perfect game to play. So get into it, Coop, while I get the graphic up. On All screen. right, so the game's simple. We've had our panic relax buttons. Mm-hmm. This one's simple. Buyers or sellers? Um, and I'm going to start you with a team that is coming off a big win. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of excitement around this fan base now for the first time. And uh, since another starting quarterback had a similar opening debut game. This one's tough. Um, the Tennessee Titans, are they buyers or sellers? Because they're in an interesting position. I, I was telling you right before we got on air, um, as I'm pulling up the standings again, there's a log jam in the AFC right now. Yeah. I mean, aside from the top four division leaders that are all sitting at 6-2, and two, mm-hmm. it's 4-3 and three everywhere. Yeah. So the Titans are still in I know they're – a little under that, but they're still in a position to make a run at a wild card. This point last week, I'd say 100% sellers, but with the way Will Levis played on Sunday, do I really want to take away his number one option and DeAndre Hopkins with that special connection yes. they had three tuds yesterday? Um, I don't want to trade DeAndre Hopkins. As far as Derrick Henry, I don't want to rob my rookie quarterback of, of, that, a, yeah. of that run game either. So I think they – are uh, not buyers or sellers or just stick with what they have, finish the season, we'll see that. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I didn't know if you – you always, you always make fun of me for taking the cop-out answer. Oh, I, yeah, neither. Yeah. But this team is in that situation where you saw Kevin Byard last week, and mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what you said. Last week they're sitting there like, we're selling. Yeah. Like, quarterback's hurt. Malik Willis really ain't showing us anything. Are we really expecting Will Levis to – show us anything I don't think they were anticipating four touchdowns in his first game but like and we'll hit on that in a second er, in a later right. headline but like you can't sell and you can't buy now like because no. you're at a position where what are you buying with well draft picks so if say that was a fluke mm-hmm. and this Thursday night game could be telling of that right if that wasn't a fluke don't get rid of all that stuff because you kind of need it if it is mm-hmm. so like they're in a tough position but they're in a position to still win and maybe be in the playoffs so I think they stay put because you don't want to get rid of Henry for all the reasons you said yeah. um, and I think Kevin Byard I thought their their defense I mean they yeah. played well they, I understand it's Desmond Ritter but they played well absolutely get into the next team next team same division and then and I told you this kind of I hinted at it but the Texans so the Texans are coming off of a loss to the Bryce Young Panthers first loss or first win of the year for the Panthers. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. I don't you know you who, called I don't that. Know who picked that on? Friday. Yeah, you you called that. Um, I wasn't believing as far as you were, but they're sitting at three and four with the Titans. Um, as I mentioned, there's literally every team aside from the New England Patriots is either at four and three or three and four. Gotcha. So literally, it's at this point in the year you don't know. So they're also in a position. Do they buy? Do they sell? Do they stay put? I think they stay put yet again. C.J. Stroud has overperformed this year. I don't see them going out and getting a weapon in this AFC climate when you got the Ravens, you got the Bengals coming on, the Dolphins and the Chiefs look the way they do. If I'm the Houston Texans, let's stay put. I like what I've seen out of C.J. Stroud. We're not going to do anything on this trade deadline. For sure. And that, this is going to be weird, especially because of how high I've been on this team, but I'd probably sell a little bit. You have some older players like a Steven Nelson, kind of defensive older players. Maybe see what you can get from them. 
C.J. Stroud in the first three games was averaging, I think, somewhere over 300 yards passing. The last three games, he's been 196. People so are starting I, to figure it out. They're starting to figure it out. And I also, Nico Collins has come back down to mm-hmm. earth. Um, he only had 30 yards last week. So I think they're kind of – they're going through the growing pains of what a young team should look like. And I think with that, maybe get off some of those older pieces that aren't going to fit that timeline just to – heck, a fifth-round pick nowadays we've seen turn into oh, excellent sure. players. So maybe just – Get some cap off the books, understanding that you're a young team. Like, this has been a good start, I gotta, but you're probably not a playoff team. I got a question. Are the Denver Broncos on this list? They are not. I want to talk about that real quick. For I sure. Bring it up. Behind. I'm going to touch on the Kansas City-Denver game in a later headline. But the Denver Broncos now are 3-5. and five. They had their best win of the season. And Russell Wilson just has two interceptions in the past four games. Yeah. They found a run game in Jordan yeah. McLaughlin and Javante Williams. Yeah. <laughs> This point last week, just like the Titans, they were 100% sellers. Yeah. Do you still trade Jerry Judy and see what you can get? Or what do you do if you're the Denver Broncos right now? They're really in a bind tomorrow. It's one of those things that if you're the Denver Broncos, the best thing that can happen is the Las Vegas Raiders get killed like they should tonight. Because mm-hmm. that at least puts you at one step above some other teams. If I'm them, what are what are you realistically getting for Jerry Judy? Mm-hmm. Is it a Jerry Judy type player? Probably not. Yes, I understand he's had some inconsistencies. He was awesome in this game against the defense that a lot of people were putting in the top five defenses. As you mentioned, Russ has been playing really well. Keep Pat Sertan? They were never going to get rid of Pat Sertan. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There was – because I kept – obviously, you know me. I listened to all the Cowboys stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like – everybody was like, you have to go get Pat Sertan if he's available. And everybody was like, are you willing to trade two first-rounders, a player, and some extra stuff? Because everybody was saying it's going to be that Jalen Ramsey trade to the Rams. Mm-hmm. So – I don't think anybody was willing to give that to the Broncos, and I think the Broncos were also, like, just putting it out there. But I don't think he ever was going to get stripped. I'm right with you. If anything, I think they're more of a buyer than a seller. I would be. I mean, at this point, you invested as much as you did into Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. you got to at least milk it. Like, I mean, I understand, like, I don't remember who said it. It was an NBA team but they were like, if you make one mistake, don't compound it by keep making mistakes to try to make that one mistake work. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, Kyrie Irving's out tonight, so that's incredible news for us. But yes, later, yes, later yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Fifth headline. Um, don't compound it by making a mistake, but I think you have something right here. Yes, it's looked rough. I understand that. The Kyrie saga begins anyway. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think you build on this. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jerry Judy got some confidence last week. I think that defense is building, mm-hmm. building on some confidence. They've looked pretty incredible the last two weeks, and I feel like that's gone under For a defense that gave up 70, 70 points yes. to the Miami Dolphins, for them to hold Patrick Mahomes – Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs yes. flew or not yeah. to zero offensive touchdowns. That is crazy. Kansas City's got a lot to figure out. I'm talking about that. Oh, for sure. But and last thing I'll say on the Broncos, go back to that Bears game. Mm-hmm. I understand everybody was in there like these are the two worst teams in football. That defense, that last quarter mm-hmm. where they turn flipped the game and got the turnover on Justin Fields, then obviously the the interception of seal the game. I think that defense built on that, and that was obviously the week before, the week after they cut those people and got rid of some people like Randy Gregory. They've been building. They, I, I really start to question. I think Randy Gregory had to be a cancer or something oh. in the locker room because they're performing Dude. so much better without him. As a Cowboys fan, he was one thousand percent a problem in the locker room. Next one, and this is this is an interesting one, and I think you and I will probably both agree on this one. The Minnesota Vikings. Terrible news. Um, seller, seller, and I knew. Seller. See, and I thought that's where you were going to go. Seller. And I'm gonna play devil's advocate just to t- play devil's advocate. You obviously just lost uh, Kirk Cousins, and you and I, as we're sitting here watching football yesterday, we see it going across the screen. We see it on our phones. Bleacher Report. Shout out to Bleacher Report for being way ahead shout, at ESPN. Shout out to Bleacher. Um, 
I th- I think they might buy. And the reason I say this, you and I literally said, you've got to be joking. They just found a way to get back into like the grace of being in a, a potential wild card team. 0-3. They yes. scratch and claw to get back to 4-4. Four four and four. Four. Justin Jefferson, I think, was sitting back kind of written the season off, and I think he's going to suit up next week yes. sitting at 4-4 four and four and try to make a real playoff run with Kirk Cousins. Now, if I'm Justin Jefferson, do I make the business decision to not suit up and catch passes from Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall or whoever the hell it's going to be? Jaren. Viking season is pretty much over. I was looking at the quarterback trailer. I saw an old clip of it uh, on Twitter today, and Kirk Cousins in that trailer, out of his mouth, the first thing was, if quarterback gets injured, your season is over. Oh, yeah. No, and and that's so like all right to play devil's advocate because obviously I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think they, I don't think they sell Justin Jefferson because you've seen what Jordan Addison can, and that's they, a dynamic duo yeah. in the making. And we'll hit on Jordan Addison in a little bit. He's in rookie mm-hmm. review. Spoiler alert. Um, I wouldn't trade him. I'd pay him. That's 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 a dynamic guy to build a mm-hmm. team around. Flip side, Will Levis had that great of a game. Ryan Tannehill's not a good quarterback. I, I'm I've always been on the side of Ryan Tannehill's not a good quarterback. He can at least get you the ball better than I think a Jaron Hall or Nick Mullins could. He can at least maybe win you a couple games that you weren't anticipating. The only difference between I the still, Vikings is they don't have a defense. I still don't think the Titans are ready to trade Ryan yeah. Tannehill no, the, I, if, after one game. If Will Levis has – I'm not even going to say four touchdowns. If he has two touchdowns, no turnovers against the Steelers, mm-hmm. they'll make the decision. But I, I'm with you. I do think they'll sell. I don't know how much. I do think we'll see Daniel Hunter. I think we'll see Jordan Hicks. I think we'll see guys like that, veteran guys that can go help a winning team. Maybe the Cowboys go get a linebacker, but that's a different Let's topic. Get to the but next Minnesota Vikings sellers. All right, the next one, next one, the New York Jets. Somehow this team is sitting here at four and three. You and I both don't know how, but defense has won them games. They mucked up that game against the Giants, and sadly the Giants were on their third quarterback. Are they buyers or sellers right now? I I think a little bit of sellers and test the market for Dalvin Cook. He's unhappy. If just anybody that wants to trade anything for Dalvin, go ahead and go for it. Um, as far as everything else, I think this roster's set. You insert Aaron Rodgers into this somehow 4-3 and three team yeah. without him. They are a Super Bowl team. This, this is one of those things where you're sitting there, and if you're a team playing the wild card, and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, my gosh, we have to play the Jets with that defense, and now Aaron Rodgers is coming back mm-hmm. in the playoffs? Like, that's – that's scary. Yep. I don't think they sell. I, cause and Aaron Rodgers said this week was his worst uh, rehab week he's ever had, oh, and really? he was still out there trotting. Yeah, throwing passes. I, he he amazes me. I, I wasn't. I I am. I'll say I was shocked at the pace he's going with, but um, I don't think they'll sell in the sense of like what you expect a selling team to do. I think they'll get move off of Dalvin Cook because he's not done a thing for them. And they don't need him, and I think they'll move off Carl Lawson because they don't need him either. For sure. He's falling out of the rotation. Last sure. team. And you'll probably laugh at me for even put, mentioning this team, but the Los Angeles Chargers got a win last night. And again, they're sitting in this logjam of being there three and four, four and three in the AFC. Are they buyers or sellers? For the Chargers, I think they need to be sellers. With all the decisions that they've made, they're probably going to want to be buyers a little bit with Josh Palmer going down. Yeah. Um, that team, that win last night was just full of gold. This team is going nowhere with Brandon Staley. I've said it since the Jacksonville loss. Justin Herbert cannot win the big game with Brandon Staley as his head coach. Their defense looked great against an undrafted rookie quarterback last night. D2 quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But outside of that, Brandon Staley as the quote-unquote defensive genius, I don't yeah. think is the right direction to take it. 
I, I say they stay put simply because you have the players to win a game. Yeah. You and I talk about it every time we watch Chargers game. They have the players. It's not a lack of players. You have Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. You have uh, Kenneth Murray. Then you have Asante Samuel. Like, you have players and I love what, defense. I love what Kellen Moore has done as an offensive coordinator. You can't even run the football, and you're still marching up and down the field on team after team. If I'm the Los Angeles Chargers, I would fire – Brandon Staley today and elevate Kellen Moore. Yeah. That's how that's how much I believe in him. And that's Yes, I believe in Kellen, but also I don't believe in Brandon yeah. Staley. I mean, if you're a defensive guy, and this is the mm-hmm. same thing Bears fans are saying about Matt Everless, if you're a defensive guy, how are you giving up thirty points a game? Exactly. Like it makes no sense. And this is the other thing I put on there, and this is not necessarily buyer or seller. I'm watching J C Jackson make plays for the, oh, the Patriots right now. He's a Patriots yeah, player. It's exactly. like heat culture, but Patriots yeah, exactly. defense. Yeah. Um, this isn't necessarily buyers or sellers because these teams are all sitting there, potentially winning their division, but they're all in a log jam. So Saints, Falcons, Bucks. Who wins that division? Who teeters off? I'm still a believer in the Buccaneers. Derek Carr is wow, literally. <laughs> Derek Carr is addicted to being mediocre. Oh, I have I said this. I do not believe in him. The Falcons just lost at the Titans. I'm I'm not a believer in Desmond Ritter. Yeah. He's not an NFL quarterback. I'm looking at quarterbacks right now. Derek Carr, mediocre. Okay, Desmond Ritter, not an NFL quarterback. Baker Mayfield what is he mediocre. Has done, <laughs> he is mediocre. But what he has done with no running game yeah. and the yardage he has put up, if they can somehow run the football and get Rashad White going, they almost – beat Buffalo last week. I believe in Buccaneers more than anybody else. I know they've lost two or three straight now, but it is what it is. Part of me like literally didn't think you would still be riding the Buccaneers train, but I'm I'm proud of you. Like at least you're sticking It's not with because it. of like my belief in Tampa yeah. Bay and like what they've shown me. It's more the disbelief in everything. In the other else teams. The and that's that's fair. That's why this like I love how everybody last couple years, I don't remember what year it was, but everybody was making fun of the NFC least because mm-hmm. all of the NFC East teams were garbage and I think the Cowboys got in at like eight and eight and seven or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. This is way worse. I, I honestly think you will see an eight and nine team yeah. be the division leader of this division. Yes. Like that's how bad I think this division is. Mm-hmm. I'm riding with the Saints solely on the fact of you still got Michael Thomas, you got Chris Olave, you got Rashid Shahid yeah. who's turning up, Alvin Kamara. And that their defense is one of the better defenses in the NFL in I, my opinion. I do want to take a second to shout out Chad. We haven't done it in a minute. The NFL kid, Jarvis, Tyrone Sports and Trey uh, good to see you guys in here. I love how Tyrone Sports already asking about Will Levis. I can't wait for your rookie review. Oh yeah, well that's uh, that's pod. buyers or sellers. Um, I am excited to already see trades going down like Leonard Williams. I will, I love watching the Giants collapse. Do I you, love it. Does Leonard Fournette do anything for the Buffalo Bills? No, I don't think so. Um, look, it took me a long time to realize this with running backs, but like you can see on Madden that you still have guys that are eighty overall sitting in free agency. All right, yeah. Madden has a unrealistic belief mm-hmm. there's a reason Leonard Fournette hadn't been signed until yeah. literally November I, I know it's October 30th but there's a reason he didn't get signed until November absolutely um, he's been averaging under uh 3.5 yards a carry the last four seasons he, he's losing it guys yeah. like I mean look at Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook went that long without being signed and what has he done mm-hmm. absolutely nothing I think he has 40 carries for 120 yards like yep. <laughs> that's not absolutely. good football I, at the end of the day I, I don't necessarily agree with not paying running backs, but I'm understanding why they don't know. Yes. That's all I got to say. I agree with you there. Let's get into my first headline, yeah, and first it's one? about the Jacksonville Jaguars. The headline oh. itself reads, the Jags have entered Chiefs oh. and Dolphins territory. I'll get into oh. the Chiefs-Broncos oh. game a little bit later, 
But they've now won five straight against the Bills, Falcons, Colts, Saints, and Steelers. They're running away with the AFC South. Everybody in that division has a less than 500 record. Yep. You can write them in already. Travis Etienne has been one of the best backs in the league. He had 149 yards from scrimmage yesterday against Pittsburgh. And you and I were sitting on the couch watching Red Zone, taking it all in. And I was like, man, this is the most Pittsburgh-ass day I've ever seen. The conditions were just shit. The field Garbage. looked terrible. And Trevor Lawrence posted a career high in yards per pass attempt yesterday in that weather. He's locked in playing the best football I think he's played in his career. You and I said that we would take Trevor over Justin Herbert, and we got killed for it. I'm standing on, I'm that. standing on that. I believe in Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and all the weapons that are happening on the offensive side, but the defense continues to show up week after week. I'm going to read some AFC teams, Cooper, and I want you to tell me if you're taking the Jags or these teams. Okay. First one is the Bills. I'm taking the Jags. God, that, that's a tough one solely on the fact that the Bills should be better than they are, but I'd probably lean Jags. They posted a stat yesterday where – I don't remember who the third team was, so I apologize to that team. But like, it was the best record over the last twelve games dating back to last season. It was the Chiefs at eleven and one. They're now eleven and two mm-hmm. in the last thirteen, and the Jags were ten and two, now eleven and two. So they're tied for the best record in the last thirteen games. You got I mean, they have a Super Bowl winning head coach. You have the quarterback capable of doing it, and you have the weapons. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll go Jags. I'm just choosing to believe in what Buffalo has showed me this year. They struggle with Tyrod Taylor and the New York Giants. Yeah. They lose to the New York Jets. They struggle mightily against a, a mediocre Tampa Bay team. Jacksonville has taken care of business. And For sure. Even on Thursday night football, at New Orleans is not an easy place to win. I know I don't believe in the Saints, but that is one of the most hostile environments. And that defense is awesome. Exactly. Like, wildly underrated defense. Yeah. Also, shout out to Tyrod Taylor. He, mm-hmm. he was released from the hospital Day, so that's cool. All right. Jags or Ravens? I do not believe in the Ravens in a playoff series, so Jags. All right. <laughs> I do not believe. Uh, that's all I got to say. I'm going to go Ravens. I just think Lamar's playing MVP football, and this is where it gets really difficult. The Cincinnati Bengals are now 4-3. and three. Yeah. They're on fire. Are you taking the Jags or are you taking the Bengals? Bengals. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals Joe, Joe Cool. And I, that is one dude that I've just never seen someone that cool comment collected mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Obviously, everybody mm-hmm. – uh, in the generation above us be like Joe Montana in the playoffs was different breed. But like right. in our generation, Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow have been the two different breed Absolutely. in the NFL in the playoffs. Cause mm-hmm. they are just cool, calm and collected and nothing phases them. I mean, that man got sacked nine guys, nine times in a game and still almost won. Absolutely. <laughs> like he's an animal. And the two teams that have the same record as the Jags at six and two Kansas city chiefs. They almost beat them in the playoffs. I think you and I are both still taking the chiefs, take the chiefs. and I think we're both still taking the Miami dolphins, but that Jags bills conversation, it's interesting. Same with the Bengals and same with the Ravens. I'd put them at four. Yeah. I'd probably have them as my – like if you made me rank the AFC playoff teams, I'd have them at four. Exactly. And Three they just four. keep on rolling with that five-game winning streak. What is your next NFL headline? Oh, it's rookie review. I mean, it, the oh, wild – this, re- this is renowned at this point. I mean, this is like Will the Levis. greatest segment in Monday mm-hmm. uh, sports talk history. And we're starting with <laughs> – Nobody other than Will Levis. Um, mm-hmm. Mayonnaise coffee himself. And no, I will not be apologizing to anyone on my hot takes about Will Levis at the draft time just yet. Um, it's a one week. Mm-hmm. I overreact to everybody else after one week, but this will not be. This will be the one time that I, I earn the right you to got, not overreact. I'm going to say this. You got like four, five, six, eight, ten texts from a lot of people oh, yeah. in our friend group. Oh, yeah, a lot of people. You had an adamant, adamant, beautiful, eloquently put opinion 
on Will Levis for the entire draft process. And if he wins Thursday, I'm going to be completely obnoxious. This is one game. I'm very happy as a Titans fan. All jokes aside, if he goes out and beats the Steelers, I'm pretty sure it's at the Mm -hmm. Steelers, is Mm -hmm. it not? Mm -hmm. If he goes into Pittsburgh against arguably one of the top five defenses of the league and beats them, turnover free football again, I will will be – I'll buy a Will Levis jersey first, and I will wear it and apologize. Okay. Everybody cool with that? I'm there. Right. I'm there. But on Friday when he loses and has four turnovers, I will be on everyone's <laughs> ass. Dude, and I, oh, all right, Will Levis. He tied there Marcus Mariota, Fran Tarkenton with the most touchdowns the in way, a debut game. By the way, everybody, be ready to like just have this Marcus Mariota comparison shoved down oh, your throat. Oh, dude, if he loses, oh, oh, no. I'll be on oh, no. it. I'll be on it. Cooper cannot wait Look, because they had the same debut. Fran Tarkenton is a Hall of Famer, so like yeah. all jokes aside, Fran Tarkenton's a good yeah. good guy to be in comparison with. But to the stats. Nineteen of twenty nine, two hundred and thirty yards, four touchdowns. Argue all you want. If you watch that, you saw the arm talent on this yeah. play. Mm-hmm. The thing I questioned the entire process was I watched him in tough games and it might be more or less we gotta start blaming Kentucky. He didn't at have some point. coordinator it, last year. Exactly. So maybe that's the thing, but Everyone was worried about the accuracy, and everybody was worried about the turnovers. He had none. And I honestly, from what I remember watching, because we kind of had it going back and forth between games, but he didn't really get sacked much either. Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a really good job of game playing for him as the Titans, but no turnovers. That's that's an incredible day. And as I, as I already mentioned, like all jokes aside, if he goes into Pittsburgh and wins, mm-hmm. we're going to have to have a real conversation. For sure. Um, because that was impressive. I mean mm-hmm. – he was flicking like back foot off the wrist, no follow through dimes. Yeah, 100%. So I, I was impressed. He leads rookie review. Second is another quarterback, Bryce Young. Got his first career Shout out to Bryce. win. He also played turnover free football, mm-hmm. and I think that's important for him. It wasn't necessarily his best statistical day, but a win is better than stats. Carolina has a lot of offseason work to do because this for kid sure. has the talent. You and I never lost belief in him. They need to go out and make sure he can stand upright for his career yes. like the Bengals did with Joe Burrow. Saw him get sacked a ton rookie year. Yes. Hopefully Bryce can stay healthy. Healthy, But Adam Thielen's been awesome. They still need a true number yes. one receiver. Though. Um, and I, Jonathan Kamingo's coming on, but he was going to take some work anyways. Jonathan Kamingo. Jonathan Kamingo, thank you. Mm. Uh, did I say Kamingo? No, you and I were joining over Kamingo last yeah, week. Sorry. It, so, yeah, sorry. Similar name, but uh, yeah, yeah. his stats aren't impressive. 22 for 31, 235 yards and a touchdown. But the final drive, they started at their own nine-yard line, drove 15 plays, 86 yards, six-minute drive, got them into field goal range. I think it was only like a 27-yard mm-hmm. or something crazy like that. Big um, time drive. That's a big-time drive. And that they had to re-kick that thing like that five times. Yeah, times. I saw yeah, it. <laughs> I went back and watched it because I was like, let me see what actually yeah. happened. Um, I, I, Shout-out to Bryce Young. That is a tough, gritty win. Um Obviously, as I mentioned, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Hunter, we compare them together their entire careers. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing to have that head-to-head, hey, we beat them. Yeah. Um, I, I am worried about the Texans. I don't have him on here, but, like, that's the second time in as many weeks since they've I lost remember, a final game-winning drive. I remember Fox, they did a little bit on their pregame show about how the Texans wanted the number one overall pick, and they wanted they had a trade lined up with the Chicago Bears, but I think the Bears just like the Carolina package yeah. a lot better. Well, and they got – uh, CJ and Will Anderson. Yeah, they, exactly. they were like, oh, we can't get number one. We'll get number three. Yeah, we'll get two and three for sure. <laughs> uh, my next two are pass catchers. I'll start with Jordan Addison. He is racking up touchdowns. I don't think I understood how many he had, but he had seven catches on eight targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. His seven touchdowns lead all rookies, and he's second to who? Um, it's your boy. 
Save Flowers. No, no, no. Oh, no, my no. fault, my fault. All my fault. NFL. He's oh, second in touchdowns in all NFL I had receiving no idea. All to Tyreek Hill. Okay, Tyreek yeah. Hill has eight and he has seven. Yeah. So I might not be correct in the fact that he has the most catches and yards for a rookie receiver, but he's going to have the most touchdowns, will, at least of now. I will say this. Kirk Cousins has a lot to do with that. I know. Burrow is playing his best football. Just got confirmed. He's out with an Achilles injury, yeah. uh, as we were talking about earlier. I'm – Interested to see if Jordan Addison can still be catching touchdowns. I know, yeah. and I, I hate that. Like, that is so disappointing. Yeah. Not in the sense of, like, the other players, but, like, Kirk was having a great year, and one of those years where you're sitting there and he's in the final year of his contract, mm-hmm. that's the the year he was having, regardless of wins, losses, playoffs, that was going to get him another contract. Yes, and was. that, to me, that's that, that hurts, like, mm-hmm. just to watch a guy – have that happen right. in a career year like this. So that that's tough. But the last guy on rookie review this week, Dalton Kincaid. He's arrived. First touchdown. We had two guys last yep. week who arrived. Dalton Dawson Kincaid. Dawson Knox goes down. Dalton Kincaid steps, steps in. Steps up. So since Dawson Knox injury, it happened, I think, last week in the middle of the game, and he took over. 13 catches on 15 targets for 140 yards, and he obviously he got his first touchdown this week. He has taken full advantage. I don't think anybody doubted when they drafted him yeah. that he was eventually going to dethrone Dawson Knox. I was shocked, obviously, more or less, because I want my boy Dawson Knox to keep playing. But that's impressive. I mean, he's already building up uh, camaraderie with uh, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. So I'm I'm expecting him to do big things. I mean, he's a and, he's a glorified big slot. So. And I'll add one to the rookie review in honor of your girlfriend, Jackson Smith. Yeah, he had another one. Touchdown. Game winning touchdown. Shout out to him uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm glad he's catching on. Dude. But my final. NFL topic before we get into my NBA power rankings and other NBA topics. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. I put kind of crown the Jags earlier in this podcast. It's now time to say that the Kansas City Chiefs are human. Yeah, they are. Um, Patrick Mahomes was playing with the flu symptoms in this game, but their turnover issues completely lost control. They entered uh, this week eighth in turnovers, and now they're second worst in turnovers. They had five in this game, 16 on the season. Like I said, now second worst in the NFL. The offense didn't score a single touchdown against the defense that just got 70 hung on their head. They beat themselves. I'm going to ask you a question you ask me all the time. You're going you're gonna to panic on them. Where are you at with them? I'm not there. Mahomes had the flu. The 16-game winning streak had to come to an end at some point. From 1 to 10, what is your panic on the Chiefs? <sighs> All right, I'm going to say 6. And that's kind of mid-level. I'm at a But four. it's higher than a, six, or higher than a 5. Solely on this, defense has not been an issue this year. It has been offense. And I do worry in a playoff game, your offense doesn't show up. The other team's going to be ready to beat your defense. And I want to add this team to a buyer list. I'm, they still need something outside of Miko Harmon. They need Rice. a lot outside of Miko Harmon. I mean, what a Miko Harmon. I, I love Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, but obviously you need more than that. Miko Harmon only had two targets in this game. but They're missing Juju Smith-Schuster badly. Which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> which is now. crazy. Um, Mahomes has been wildly turnover prone this year, which does scare me a little bit. And it kind of goes back to what he said on QB. He goes, year one – the defense was were giving me everything over the top, so that's how we had that big flashy year. Then the next year, I turned it over at the beginning of the year. Then I realized, oh, I can take what the defense is giving me, ch- chunk it down low. Then they'll eventually they soften t- up. That's why they took Tyreek Hill away from him. Yeah, and I think he's getting back into that young quarterback, and I don't even like saying young quarterback with him, but like mm-hmm. that young quarterback mentality of I just want to, I want to flood that ball deep. Yeah, and. He just needs to understand that, like, defenses are going to try to take away 
Travis Kelsey problem. I think this is a blip on the radar. They lost the Colts last year. Yes, and they did. nobody panicked, and they went and won the Super yeah. Bowl. I think this is just a blip on the radar for them. On the other side of it, I think Sean Payton just saved his job. I talked about their us. run game, what Russell Wilson, his only two picks in the last four games. Um, their run game's averaging 138 yards over the last four as well. Like I said, now sitting at three and five, yeah. Sean Payton. I really am cursed, seeing as I just traded Javante Williams away, and uh, now they start. <laughs> you playing were football. sick out the living room. Dude, man. I just don't understand. You it. were sick. Lost my first week in fantasy this week for all yeah. paying attention. It was, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Uh, you ready to get into the NBA? We can, we can. All right, I just want to start off. We're one week for the NBA season. We are. And I want to get your reaction to my power rankings after oh, one week. If I can find them, please. Uh, are they not on here? Are they not on here? Are they not on here? Did I not put them on here? <laughs> of course I didn't. I could have sworn I put them on here. Anyways, I'll just read them. Okay. At number five, I got, uh, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. They uh, fell five? all the way to okay. number five from either five. one and one, but when you lose by 30 to the Hawks and Damian Lillard has a career worst. Yes. Well, he, his career low is four points. He had six points yesterday okay. and they were down by as many as 37 yeah. to the Atlanta Hawks. They dropped down lower. The LA Clippers are at number four. They're two okay. and one. And I have the Golden State Warriors at number three. That second lineup that I saw yeah, against the Houston yeah, Rockets. Their that. problem last year was Stephen Curry list minutes. When yep. he was off the floor, that's when they had their best minutes. Yes, I know Steph stepped in and closed that big Dylan Brooks play, which we'll talk about. The Golden State Warriors, with this second lineup, and Draymond Green now back healthy, I think they're the number three best team in the NBA. Number two is a Boston Celtics, still undefeated. Wins over the Knicks and Heat. And number one is obviously the Denver Nuggets, 3-0. and Wins over the Lakers, Grizzlies, and Oklahoma City Thunder. Really wished uh, OBS would have saved that graphic, but it's a lot easier to see, but it is what it is. Any no. On it? Um, Denver, number one block, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll necessarily match mm-hmm. that Warriors 73-9 and nine or whatever it was, yeah. but they're going to be one of the better win percentages we've seen in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm that low on Milwaukee yet. Um, I, I understand five is still not saying they're like we're low on them, but – Warriors being that high, I'm, man. Are you doing this so like it's the reverse effect? Like when they start no. playing bad, that we're really excited about it? No, because <laughs> I, I actually do have belief in them. The Milwaukee yeah. thing, they're still the number one. They should be the favorite uh, to win the East. Like I yeah. believe in them, but I'm just talking about right now. Right they now. have a lot oh. of things to figure out. Giannis, a dirty little secret in that 76ers win where Dame had 39. Giannis played like dog shit, and now Damian Lillard's played yeah. terrible yesterday. No, we haven't seen a great the, game from both of them They cannot get on the same page, and I have yeah. serious questions about Adrian Griffin just two games in. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I like it. I mean, you and I soaked in a lot of basketball yeah, this we did. past week. The I L.A. Mean, Clippers – uh, they're one Kawhi shot away from being 3-0 and right For now. For sure. One uh, Russ blunder. <laughs> yeah, they beat Victor Wibanyama and the Spurs by 40 yesterday. Yeah. And I'm excited. Can we talk about the fact that Kawhi and PG have played three straight games? Like, yes. can we let that set for a second? Like, Pretty I know wild, that's not, a, I know that's not insane. Like, mm-hmm. three games, <laughs> it's like oh, a yeah. benchmark. But mm-hmm. man, three straight games. Can we make it four? I'm, yes. in, I'm intrigued because be I've, nice. I've seen a lot of things saying uh, inactive tonight uh, come across my screen for basketball. But in honor of you giving power rankings into my next headline, I have two players of the week. My players of the week mm-hmm. for you. Um, and I'm going to start with my Eastern Conference dude. 
you're going to get annoyed of me talking about this too, but Jalen Duran is my Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Three games, 18 points per game, 2.7 blocks per game, which is tied for fourth right behind uh, Jaron, Joel, and somebody else for three, um, which is number one. And he's league-leading 15.3 rebounds a game, second in the league, six offensive rebounds per game, and he's 80% from the field. Mm-hmm. They're 2-1. and one. He's been a massive part of that. And I think Kate Cunningham having a guy like Jalen Duran mm-hmm. to trust and come up and do what Steven Adams does by setting hard screens, but not only do that but have the offensive capabilities mm-hmm. that he has, it's huge for Pistons. Great A draft pick that I was not anticipating saying that in year two but I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jalen Duran, and I hope he can continue on it. Because I, I made outlandish statements about him, but him doing this is they, crazy. They bullied the Hornets last Friday night. Yes. They bullied them badly, for sure. And they were – you take away two bad first court, first and second quarter against the Heat, and mm. you might come away with the win in that oh, yeah. game. Like, uh, they've been com- competing the Western Conference – player of the week for me week one is easy it's Luka Doncic league leading 41 points per game I understand they've only played two games but 41 11 and a half rebounds eight and a half assists 58 48 um 71 percent from free throws so he's not going to be in the 50 40 90 club but almost 60 percent from the field and almost 50 percent from three Mm -hmm. come on and they're two and oh like and they're going to be three and oh tonight um because he dogs us every time but Luka's been insane. Early season MVP, I understand it's only the first week, but you and I love overreacting after just a couple games. Like, this oh, is for what sure. we're here yeah, for. Yeah, 100%. Like we soaked it up. And I can't wait to see the Warriors and Pelicans play tonight. I think I almost put the Pelicans on this list. I just leaned more Clippers and obviously the Bucks yeah. on mine. But I agree wholeheartedly with the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. The Jalen Duran has just been an absolute animal. Yeah. Luka Doncic. I mean, it's hard to argue with. How, what, what is the stat line tonight? A lot. Especially with Kyrie out. Especially with Kyrie out. I'd love to see his numbers against Marcus Smart. Dylan Brooks could never guard him very well. Yeah. We uh, couldn't guard them very yeah, well. I'm pretty sure – I heard Chris – before I fell asleep <laughs> watching the show, I'm pretty sure Chris said Luka's 8-1 against us. Luka is 8-1 against the Grizzlies. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Is that one loss including the David Roddy game? Because he didn't even play in that game. Yeah. I don't, so that's not even including I that I don't one. think it's including yeah, that one. Dude, we suck pretty the wild. We suck. Speaking of Dylan Brooks, though, he had yeah. a pretty busy weekend on the internet, as he usually does. Um, Stephen Curry had quite – a bit of fun yesterday. It was awesome. And Dylan Brooks really responded to it. If you haven't seen the video, obviously, you need to look it up. Oh. But I don't, I don't know how you could not have seen it. Dylan Brooks did reply to Steph Curry clowning him after hitting a three down the court. Uh, Warrior Superstar really embarrassed him. But the Houston Bear poker, poker went crazy. Uh, Steph finished with 24. And, and that shot was really the exclamation point on a personal 12-0 run. They, yeah. they closed out the Rockets. It was what it was. Um 27-year-old said, I did a good job on Curry. He made six threes, and those were his only six field goals of the game. Uh, when he got asked about the shot, he basically said, I made every other shot difficult. To Dylan's defense. Because I can defend him now. Yeah. Until that fourth quarter, Curry was, like, sitting at under 10 points, like, oh, of something from, like, the field. So, to Dylan's defense. He did play him really well, 100%. but you got to finish the game. It's this it, like it is the age old cop out coach's statement. You got to play four yep. quarters. Um, he did not play that fourth quarter. I under like and dude, when Curry hit that first one, you and I were like, all right, how are you going to leave him that open? And then the next three were like yeah, in someone's freaky. eyes. It's absolutely like freaky. that was an insane and, and, run. And Dylan did add to his statements. He was like, look, that 
you can only keep him down for so yeah. long. That's what great players do. He had a bad game, and despite all that, he hit the biggest shots yeah. at the end of the game. And even further in defending Dylan, this is weird now. Yeah. Like uh, know, it's, it's weird to weird. not have to yeah. defend him every game, but like. He played him really well every time we played Curry. For like sure. I feel like Curry always had the lows. the finals run in twenty twenty two. If you look series by series, I believe the Warriors beat the Nuggets in five games in the first round. They played us in the second, and they played uh, Dallas, Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, and then the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Out of those four series, Steph's worst numbers were in that second round series yeah. against the Grizzlies. Because and he was of, suspended a game. Yeah, it, it was because of Dylan Brooks yeah. for sure. Yeah, no. um, I was going to say one final thing about it, but I think that was it. Any anything to add about Dylan and Steph? No, but shout out, shout out, being able to relax during. Uh, Watching Dylan Brooks play basketball now, yeah, like you and I are both sitting there, like we don't have to like worry about him ruining our team. Mm-hmm. Also, why is he taking good shots now? Oh, another thing I was gonna add, Dylan had said because all they were doing is getting switches. They yeah. were trying to switch Dylan off of Steph, and Dylan's like, "We gotta figure this out." Yeah, because he's he's sitting there going through with Houston Rockets, just like the Grizzlies yeah. are right now. I, you and I both said, "Why? Like you gotta stop switching." Like, yeah, he may have called timeout. Stop everything. switching. Stop. All they were doing is running a high screen and just. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you could also make the statement: none of those threes were on that only. The only three on Dylan was, was the the embarrassing, the one, embarrassing yeah. one. Because yeah. the the step back on Shangun was gross. Well, Curry was just taking turns. He was like, yeah. "Who do I want? Who do I want? Who do, who do I want to guard me?" And nine times out of ten, it was out for Shangun, yeah. and he'd run Draymond Green or Kevon Looney. Yeah, he said, "Can I have this dance?" Yeah, exactly. Shangun wasn't ready for that that yeah. swing dance. But for sure. um, you ready to get into some Grizz? Let's do it. Let's Grizz go. week. Let's bitch. We got. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mavs tonight. We got Jazz uh, on Wednesday, and then we have Trailblazers Friday and Sunday, back to back. Just off rip at that, I don't think we get our first win until Bismack Biombo comes against the Trailblazers. But that's just my thoughts. We may not win this year, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that what's funny. My, my dad, like every time we talk about this, he's like, "We're just gonna be zero twenty five. I'm like, "Dad, John Morant's not saving what's no, happening right now. This either. is a sloppy ball club." And shout out LL Shot forty fifty in chat. Oh god, I'm glad you're in here. Shout out LL Shot. Um, but we'll. I'm gonna hype us up, and then we can we can bitch. Early impressions. Z season is actually here. Yeah. Um, the three percent three point percentage is the only thing lacking at the moment. He's twenty eight percent from three, but I feel like that's kind of low from what we're watching. I feel like he's. One of the only confident people I see out there, but 12 points per game, <laughs> second on our team with seven and point uh, seven rebounds, 42 percent from the field. He's confident. He's moving quicker. The turnovers are still leaving a lot to be desired, but I like what I'm seeing from C and X is a stud. Yeah. 12.7 points per game, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks or two steals and a block. 47 percent from the field, 40 percent from three, mm-hmm. 67 from the free throw line, which is also one of his best. Those two guys have been uh, impressive, but uh, we got a lot of issues to fix. A lot of issues. You and I predicted the standings, the NBA standings last week after, yeah, can one, I switch one, it? after one game. Uh, I had them in the play-in, and I think that's where they finish. When John Morant comes back, he's not going to solve all of this. This what? is a Stephen Adams-sized problem. Um, this is a depth, not having DeAnthony Melton, Kyle Anderson-sized problem. Tyus Jones. Not having Tyus Jones-sized problem. Uh, their mid-range game is completely non-existent. They have zero ball handlers outside of Marcus oh Smart and Desmond Bain. Dude, those sloppy um, ball handling is annoying. They have little to zero depth. I would be content and happy if this squad was a seven or eight seed. I don't sound – I'm not overreacting to three games. I, I mean, I said this last week. Yeah. 
I can't wait till Ja gets back. Because you turned to me yesterday after you and I had to watch that beat down in Washington Saturday yeah. night. We're like, I want to take my girlfriend to a Grizzlies <laughs> game, but I don't want to go watch that. Yeah. And I said same. I said even if we're 0-3 and Ja was playing, at least yeah. we get to see a true ja, superstar. Yeah. What I've learned from Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson after just three games is they are not ready for superstar. No. Or they may just not be that. Anthony Davis is a superstar, but he's not LeBron James, you know. We've come to get used to 80s inconsistency. Jaron has to be a lot better. Desmond Bain's been great, but it's not converting to wins. Yeah, it's inconsistent is the problem. Like, And where we were talking about Giannis and Dame, we haven't seen them have – a great game together, yeah. yeah. And when they do, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But it's when they do it. Right. Um, we game one, Desmond Baines, awesome, thirty-one points, I believe, like eight re- or five and five on the rebounds and assists. Mm-hmm. And then the last two games, it's been wildly disappointing. Just because you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, it's all NBA season for him. He's ready to do this. Mm-hmm. And then Jaren's been, quite frankly, just irrelevant offensively. And that pains me to say because I've I've gone on record saying that I think. Jaron has still the potential to be our best player. Yeah. And I don't know where it is in his head, but offensively, he's just not doing anything. The Steven Adams thing, it's not just that we're missing SA. I mean, oh, I'm not yeah. talking about that. Jaron is his best with Steven Adams next to him. Yep. The reason that Jackson struggled with Team USA is because there was not a traditional big next yep. to him. Now Jaron has been tasked with all the garbage work, the rebounding, uh, the defense anchoring. He cannot focus on getting going offensively, getting touches, being that free safety shot blocker yep. that he is. Now he has to shoulder all of that responsibility, and it takes a toll on the offensive end. Yeah. And I will say this to his defense. I've said it to you so many times. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's still giving everything he can yeah. defensively. And he was even battling for rebounds. I know we right. got kept getting called for stupid garbage, like mm-hmm. holds and stuff right. like that. But – at least seeing the effort from him on the defensive end, which probably ties into why he's not trying offensively because exactly. he's, like, gassed. Mm-hmm. But I, I do appreciate the effort from him. And, like, our defense isn't bad. Like, I mean, we're, we're not playing horrible defense. We're somehow still in all of these games. But we definitely need to see a lot more of a consistent team out of – I mean, I understand you don't have five of your top seven guys. Like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that wholeheartedly. But you, you still can't be 23rd in the league in turnovers per game. 19th in the league from three when you shoot the second most threes and you're 22nd in rebounding and 26th in offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're slow. You are you don't run. Yeah. And that, it just makes zero sense. Also, my God, if I guarantee you if they like actually took stats of this, we would be leading the league in, with like 15 balls bouncing off our own feet. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Y'all can't learn how to ball it. Like, that is a simple go back to elementary school, learn how to dribble the basketball. It's tough. Um, I was looking at our injury report or at the Grizzlies injury report on Saturday. I swear to God, it's literally a starting lineup. Yeah. That's that is that is a play in starting lineup. Like yes. if you put that team together, that'd be a play in. The team. Grizzlies injury report, John Morant, Luke Kennard, Santi Aldama, Brandon Clark, and Steven Adams. Yeah. I think I, that would that would, would take, be a play in play. I would take team. that starting five over the current starting five for the team. <laughs> Uh, right now, I do want to try to get uh, this power rankings up on screen, and not just because I want to talk about mine. I want you to look at it and then pull up the NBA teams. I want to get off dome, off dome year power rankings as I try to pull it up on screen. Let me get to um, the because I'm interested to see. Yeah, you can pull up NBA teams and do it from there. 
but I'm going to try to uh, quickly, quickly pull this up because I do have it right there. Also, shout out to John Contrarf because yeah, John Contrarf still finds ways to be an incredible basketball Make player Make some for adjustments us. on the graphic. Oh, no, you good. You good. All right, there we go. I, I know the Bucks are low at five, but like I said, when you get beat by 40 by the Atlanta Hawks and Giannis looks terrible Thursday and then Dame has six points on Sunday, I do think they're the number one team that should be the favorite out of the Eastern Conference. But I'm just saying, power rankings right now, this week, two to three games in, the Milwaukee Bucks are the fifth best team in the NBA, not the first or second. The Nuggets are self-explanatory. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, that second lineup. Chris Paul being humble enough to come off the bench. They made run after run after run this weekend with that second unit. Stephen Curry sat on the bench and was a minus for most of the game in the plus minus. Chris Paul played fantastic. Boston Celtics, I love everything I'm seeing out of Chris Stapps and Drew Holiday. And the L.A. Clippers, Russell Westbrook, I know he played horrible in Utah, but now two of the three games he looks like vintage Russ. All right. Off dome. Number one's easy, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Market. Yeah. Number it's two, I, no, number two. I'm also saying Celtics. Book it. Market. Yeah. Um, number three, I'm going on the Los Angeles Clippers, um, and solely on the fact that offensively, who do you stop mm-hmm. and how? <laughs> and if you have a good reason and explanation, please tell me because I don't know how you stop when Russ is cooking the way Russ has been cooking, mm-hmm. and that's their fourth option. Right. And then Kawhi and PG are also tearing it up right now. I just don't know how you stop that, especially because they're so lengthy defensively that their point differential is almost 17 points. I understand it's three games, even still. Um, Four, I am going the Milwaukee Bucks. I understand – See, and I'm like, I'm about, I'm about to go back and forth. It's on weird that. having them at four with all yeah. the going in this season. And I might even actually change that on spot right here. And you're probably going to laugh at me for flipping it for the team I'm about to flip it for. I'm actually putting the Philadelphia 76ers at four. Mm. Um, I understand they lost to the, the Bucks, but the other two games, they've been dominant. Yep. And they've looked really good. Maxi has looked really good. Joel Embiid is obviously Joel Embiid. Yep. I understand they haven't really beat teams that you're going to be like afraid of mm-hmm. come any time in the playoffs. But from what I've seen just off the first three games, I understand they lost to the Bucks. But they dominated Giannis. James Harden's that him being there yeah. yesterday was really weird. Yeah, and really him weird. practicing again today. So obviously that'll change. I think my opinion literally week two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm just going to put them there at four, and I'm going to even go a step crazier than you from putting the Bucks at five. I'm going to have them not even in the top five. I'm putting, Dude, I told you it I'm, sounds. I'm going to put the Phoenix first. Suns yeah. at five. Yeah, uh, obviously, weird. I don't have the Warriors or the Bucks, but I'm going to put the Phoenix Suns. Offensively, it's the same thing that I just said about the Clippers. Who do you stop? I don't know. And defensively, they have not been pitiful. Um, and they're getting a lot of good minutes out of guys like Yuta Watanabe, Josh Akogi, Nurkic, who I've been wildly impressed by. Like, they're getting minutes from guys that you typically wouldn't expect to get minutes from. Also, didn't realize Eric Gordon still played mm-hmm. basketball, let alone plays for the Suns. So that was a fun uh, realization for me. But I'm going to put them at five. Just because I think offensively that team's going to be in the game every single game. That was one I wanted to fit in here but couldn't. The, the Suns should have beat the Lakers in LA yes. Thursday night without Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. They led most of the game. Uh, but then LeBron came back and had a great fourth quarter. Yeah. Speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, I think honorable mention would be the Lakers and the Kings. They had 
the best game of the season thus far yes. uh, in Sacramento last night. Went into overtime. LeBron played 38 minutes. Talk about a minutes restriction. He has not been on it. I'd be shocked if he played tonight against Orlando. I know. I keep waiting. I, I've back seen, to back. I keep waiting to get the notification. Yeah, Brandon Ingram's out tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Bam Adebayo's out tonight. Kyrie Irving's out tonight. Right. Obviously, they have hip. Foot sprain, but yeah. he, this, this shout out Jimmy Butler literally rested the third game of the season. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you gotta think though; these guys, especially like the guys that are All NBA caliber, All Star mm-hmm. caliber, Defense Player of the Year, like you name it, awards, mm-hmm. they're gonna sit there and be like, "All right, I got 17 games to play with." Yep. There's gonna be games where I just do need to like rest. Like mm-hmm. I, I know it's painful to say and admit that, but Jimmy Butler probably sat there and was like, "Look, yep, I'm gonna rest that game." Like take it, take it or leave it. But I'm gonna, these are like the ten games that I'm gonna rest. And if injury happens, well, I'm not all NBA. Right. Like I, I feel like that's how a lot of guys are probably gonna handle that. Yeah. Like Kyrie Irving was probably like, look, we probably have a back. I don't know if they have a back to back or not, but they probably do. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, all right, man, mm-hmm. I'm resting that game. I'll be there the next game. For sure. I, I don't know. That's obviously all speculation, but that's at least how I am taking that. Because what's the point of resting game four? I don't get it. I don't like, understand it. Unless you actually are injured and you're already banged up. I mean, do Adam your Silver, thing, he got asked about uh, it, it, on the Inside NBA, like their kickoff show last Tuesday. They had asked, how are you going to enforce this rule? I mean, you know, outside of the 65 game thing, but the resting on national TV games, how are you going to enforce that? He said, worst comes to worst, we're going to hire independent doctors and fly in and, like, make sure these guys make are Make sure they see yeah. if they're actually injured. Which, um, is ridiculous, it's ridiculous, but you have to do it at yeah. this point. This is so far out of control. Yeah. Um, our prediction so far on the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George having enough of all the chatter and talk about it. Oh, it's standing. True. Yeah. It's standing. They, um, and they, they have played. And has Terrence Mann even suited up yet this year? I don't know. I don't think he's played yet. Yeah. Because they keep throwing out Kenya Martin Jr., who I'm always like, why? He, yeah. I, I totally forgot. I did not remember that. He and I, every time we watch him, I know, again, they lost in Utah, but. They do not need James Harden. They're no, fine without him. Please, dude. I'm all right. Steve Ballmer, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't. Mason Plumlee's been good for them. I like Zubach, him. Uh, I saw he pottied when Benyama yesterday. Speaking yeah. of Webinyama, I want to talk about that game yesterday. Uh, Wimby lost by 40, and it was the worst loss of his basketball career. It was to the Clippers. You and I had this game on their second TV we did. Uh, last night. But they're now 1-2. and two. Wimby was 4-10 of 10 in this blowout, and he committed five of the Spurs, 25 total turnovers in this game. Jeez. You would think that he'd kind of be pissed about it and be angry just because he's never really lost like this. But this statement from a 19-year-old is unfair, and the reason that I've fallen in love with Victor Webinyama, I know the glazing in the national media is absolutely crazy, but this kid is everything you want a superstar to be. He said it's not how bad the struggles are, but how persistent we're going to be during them. Uh, and when he got asked if this was his first time facing adversity in his, his life, he, like, looked down at the schedule. And they've played three games. He goes, no, it's my third. And I was like, this is – I like this guy so Yeah, much. no, I like him yeah. a lot. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. And I think with a lot of guys, and we don't even have to name names, you know exactly who I'm referring to, a lot of guys can't handle that type of pressure. Yeah. And with a superstar of that magnitude who have just been ushered into the NBA, his first game – on national TV, he had no drawn-up plays from no. him. And he was not mad or discouraged mm-hmm. by it at all. He was just, I'll get my opportunity. And he was in foul trouble, and he threw him back in with eight minutes to go, and he didn't foul yeah, exactly. out. Exactly. Jaren would have fouled out 15 seconds into going back into that game. 100%. Like, like, this kid's just beyond his years, yeah, which yes. is impressive. Like, aside from the 7'4", 8-foot wingspan, ability mm-hmm. to dribble the way he dribbles, aside from all of that, just based off of the mentality that he has, he will succeed. Yes. 
he could be he could be four foot eleven, and if he had that mentality, I think he'd find a way to do something positive with his life. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's just good that we have a superstar that's like this. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, the guy behind us, Ja, can come back and not be in trouble. He, he just keeps being quietly good and quietly good. By the way, I don't yeah. know if you saw this, but uh, I'll just go back to... What game does he come back in again? Uh, December 19th against the New Orleans Pelicans at NOLA good. against Zion. Bodies Zion. Yeah. Can't stand that team. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, staying on the Memphis side of things, Mikey Williams got two more years added to his potential sentence. You know, he's facing 28 years firing at a people pack car. Or I told you about the Uber driver testifying against yeah. him. The Uber driver was the sixth person in the car, and originally the judge was under the in, like impression that there was only five people. Yeah. So that adds a sixth assault with a deadly weapon to it. And you also have the threats that the witnesses made yeah. again in the hearing. The court date has been set. It's December 14th. Puma, he had a shoe deal since he was 14 years old. Puma just dropped him. It's really piling on. Yeah, now. and the fact that Memphis is still hanging on strong, baby. Yeah. Hanging on strong. That's a Memphis State commit, baby. Hell yeah. They just like I, being in the headlines. Memphis State, Mikey Williams. I guess I they're understand. they're flying under the the statement that all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, pretty maybe, well. Maybe that's what Penny's wanting. Pretty well. I mean, you have a guy like Javon Quinterly who's been playing basketball at a high level for four years now. Like, I mean, I'd yeah. be like, dude, screw yeah. it. We don't like. We're gonna make it work without him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But yeah. that's it's sad to hear that story. And that's exactly who I was referring to when I said they can't handle. For sure, they can't handle that type of no, superstar. They cannot. I mean, even the guy behind us couldn't handle that superstar. Nope. It's just tough. It is tough, and I hope the guy behind us. I saw him post, uh, John Morant post a picture with D Tap this weekend. Awesome. Yeah, and it looked like they're in a hotel uh, lobby getting ready to go out, dressed like they're getting ready to go out. So it's just just speculation. Could have been an old picture, but I'm just saying, uh, with the ESPN story saying that they had a Sprinter van waiting for them at every road city, and he is traveling with the team right now. Just impeccable timing. Oh, that's awesome timing. Yeah. Awesome timing. Yeah. But we'll save the John Moran talk for another day. Oh, December 19th. Yeah, December 19th, hopefully. Hopefully if nothing else happens. Then. Also, shout out to the college football playoff. Or not playoff committee. Oh, yeah, but you had two college topics. Let's get into it. No, 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 just the one. So college football playoff yeah. rankings drops tomorrow. And I saw – I like was – the only reason I put it on there was because I saw uh, the betting odds for who they thought the top four would be. Who do you think they had at number one? Um, is it Michigan still? Michigan was not in the top four of who they predict the playoff committee will put in the top four. The hell? They were at number five due to strength of schedule. And the four teams above them have one or two top 25 wins. That's fair. Do they play Ohio State at Ohio State? No. It's not Michigan. All right. Okay, continue. So they had Ohio State at number one. And it was due to the Penn State victory, and it was due to the Notre Dame on-the-road victory. Big-time wins. And those are two top ten wins uh, in the eyes of the playoff committee. I obviously don't know what the playoff committee will do. But Mm -hmm. then they had, uh, I believe it was was Florida State at two um, due to a 21-point win against LSU, which is one of the better wins this year. And then it was Georgia, and then it was Washington for beating Oregon um, and being there, which I'm not opposed to that. I don't dislike that at all. But shout-out to – just the AP poll um, for Oklahoma looking like garbage the last two weeks, and they're still top ten instead of Ole Miss moving into the top ten. I, th- I found that amusing. You know? uh, it is pretty wild. That's crazy that they lose to Kansas on the road, and they also almost lost to UCF, who's a rat team this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they still find a way to it is bizarre. above Ole Miss. Uh, college football rankings, first one comes out tomorrow. Yeah, first one. The one that matters now. The one that, yeah, mm-hmm. the real deal. Holy 100%. Field. They had Ole Miss in the top ten of their projection. But. Let's, let's predict the playoff real quick. 
I disagree with that one. I'm going to keep Georgia at number one. You've been on, a, what is it now, 20-game win streak? I, got, I mean, I got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Mich- or, sorry, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. That's what I have. Just because I hate Michigan, I'm going to put it. Ohio State at two, Michigan at three. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> just to just to be yeah. annoying. I was just, I was, yeah, that no, was no th- those were the four. Those were the four. That was um, and you can maybe make an argument for Washington, but uh, Washington ain't looked great since that Oregon win. And I do believe they got lucky that Dan Lenny went for fourth down. Yeah, and your and their kicker shanked it. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I I personally. And I don't know I how you Oregon feel. I think Oregon's still got a shot. I think too. Oregon's the better team. And you honestly yeah. kind of wish for the Pac-12 sense in the sense of they're done after this year. You kind of wish Oregon won that game. 100%. Because Oregon's dominating mm-hmm. people. Yep. And I think they're the better football team. I, I love so. Big Penix. You know mm-hmm. I'm all about Big, big Penix season. But well, we can pause at that. But You know I like Big Penix. You didn't have to say I'm all about <laughs> Big Penix. <laughs> big Penix is plugging all the right holes. Okay. <laughs> Big Phoenix has definitely inserted himself into this Heisman talk and possibly into the college football playoff. He's just inserting himself in, in so all many places. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in a lot of places right now. <laughs> Shout out to Big Michael Phoenix, quarterback of the Washington Huskies. And this is and when we see this this video get uh <laughs> taken off of YouTube tomorrow, we'll imagine. know why. We'll know why. I imagine. No, but I in all seriousness, I think if Oregon won that game, they'd be easily top four. Is he your Heisman winner? Big Phoenix? Yeah. Uh who is it? It's it's Jaden Daniels, and I think if Jaden Daniels beats Alabama at Alabama this week, he's gonna he's gonna solidify it. I think. I, I but if he has a dud, Phoenix. I'm still going Phoenix right now. Uh, Jaden Daniels wins this week. I'm changing it. Yeah, I mean, you'll never see me root for LSU harder than I'm gonna root for LSU this week. I think Joe Milton's kind of entered that conversation as well. Waiting for the lightning to strike. <laughs> Dude, if Joe Milton's entered the Heisman conversation, Keenshawn Judkins there, jokes. Jackson Dart's there, Trey Harris is All there. Jokes. All of them. All jokes. All jokes. Who does uh, Ole Miss got A&M, A&M. So. Dude, and they posted a thing. So they posted the ESPN schedule for next week. Not mm-hmm. this week, but next week. Um, there was three games. So, like, you know how, obviously, SEC has the right. 2.30 CBS in the, the 6 p.m. Uh, ESPN the 6:30 South or SEC Network. Right. They had the Georgia Ole Miss game, or Ole Miss at Georgia game, either at the 2:30 CBS slot, the 6 o'clock ESPN slot, or the 6:30 SEC Network. And they did the same for the Tennessee Missouri, and they did the same for LSU. Uh, oh shoot, I don't remember who LSU was playing, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, he. You're not gonna put number a potential top ten matchup right. at the two thirty CBS slot. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I was like, I understand Tennessee Missouri is like a big game now, but like, I'd rather them be at the six o'clock ESPN. I don't give a crap about LSU and whoever they were yeah. playing. And I was yeah. like, dude, oh, it's LSU Florida. Yeah. I was like, LSU at Florida is one thousand percent six thirty SEC network. Like, lock it. Yeah. There's no way in hell Jordan Rogers is calling. Ole Miss at Georgia or Tennessee and Missouri. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way he's getting enough to call two top 15 Ole Miss matchups. Ole Georgia should be that game. They're it's saying crazy. Ole Miss might lose to A&M, so they're saying if they lose to A&M, they're going to be 630 SEC Network. Because they're like, if LSU beats Alabama, that's a bigger game. But yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm like, Florida's not – Florida's not Florida warranting. Florida just got dog work. Yeah, they got <laughs> mollywopped. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there – I'd be if Tennessee Missouri took the two thirty slot and we were six p.m. ESPN. I wouldn't ma- like I wouldn't bat an eye, but like I, I want that two thirty. Yeah, I do too. Because game day is gonna be there. Mm, I do too. One final NBA thing: Is anybody like 
talking about by the end of the season, do you think the Milwaukee Bucks could beat the Denver Nuggets? Do they have the weapons on paper to do it? I still think they do. I know you and I, you had them out of your top five. Yeah. I'm at number five. On paper, they do. I mean, on paper, they match up great, especially defensively, and that's kind of where I've been shocked that they haven't been crazy good defensively yet, mm-hmm. which is what they're typically known for. So right. maybe I've, that kind of goes back into is it Adrian Giffen sort of a thing because, like, Giannis is still a really good defender. Like, that I don't is. understand why that's not happening. I saw Chris Middleton wasn't suited up in that Hawks game, so maybe that has something to do with it. I, I think they can. Will they? No. I don't know. Because typically you lean towards who has the best player, and I'd probably still say Jokic is the best player, and who has the better coach. I'd say Michael Malone's a better coach than Adrian. It's a valid argument. It's a valid argument. I, I'm still not picking against the Denver Nuggets, but um, maybe you'll stop picking against Will Levis. So I can't – oh. I, I will never be, like, more tuned into a Thursday night game. Like, you're going to think the Cowboys are playing. I'm going to be so tuned into that game. Like, I'm going to be locked in, sitting front and center. Of that you game. and I can't be recording Thursday night this week. We're yeah, waiting no, until no, Friday. Yeah, for, no, it's Friday. Uh, we're recording Friday. Except if Will Levis wins and I just made a promise that I'm buying this jersey, I'm going to have to get that thing, like, after direct the, order. <laughs> after the Titans go back to 500, their season's still alive. I for, will say it was the first pass interference in the first first game. podcast in a long time. We haven't mentioned uh, the Dallas Cowgirls, so they had a big that. win. I was proud of them, but we'll be mentioning them on Friday. You know who we play, right? We'll be talking about the Chiefs Dolphins on Friday. You know who the Cowboys play, right? Who do they play? The Eagles. Uh, oh, actually, hold on. Let me mention the Eagles real quick. Shout out to my boy AJ Brown. Broken NFL record for most consecutive games with 125 yards, and he absolutely – oh, Emmanuel Forbes is calling him daddy for the rest of his Can career Can you now. imagine if Will Levis has been throwing him the ball? He'd have 225 yards. Plus. Dude, I know. Dude, imagine if the Titans were trying to, like, fuel the Eagles to freaking win a Super Bowl. Freaking Kevin – first it was A.J. Brown who went on to literally be one of the best receivers in football yeah. because they didn't want to give him $5 million more. It's going to be a shame just watching them run away with the NFC East after this. Hey, um, all I got to say, I almost put on the Dak Prescott jersey because not only has Dak made L.A. his dad – like he's, he's daddy over L.A. right now. Um, he's also the NFC East daddy. And y'all can still quote me all you want, but go look at the stats. Um, he has like a 75 win percentage against the – Against the NFC East. So. We're going to time it just right. Martavius. Just got off work? Yeah, and he's he's on the way right now to bring the SD card. Bet. So right when we get off here, we'll be able to record TikToks, Bet. which would be great. Um, but, yeah, back to the blasphemy you were talking about. It's not, I'm I wish, actually pulling it up. So just because you said blasphemy, I, I'm I wish Will Levis played the Cowboys this year. Oh, and, it'd be body. And, and I just can't wait until this weekend where the Titans – beat the Steelers on Thursday night. The Dolphins take claim and reins of the AFC by the throat at 9.30 a.m. in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the Eagles take claim, reins, and grab the You're NFC right. East by the Phoenix, the Michael <laughs> Phoenix. Dak Prescott is 28-7 and seven against the NFC East in his career. And one of those losses came when his ankle was out of his body. Probably because he somehow gets lucky and plays uh, Garner Minshew on Thanksgiving. No, all right. Jalen Hurts, like the first year that he started, not the good year, like the year that what everybody What is Jalen Hurts' record against the Cowboys? Let's see. Uh, but the first year we played Jalen Hurts, we beat him both times because uh, we had a spy on him. And mm-hmm. no, he, he like was not fully comfortable yet. Record versus Cowboys. Oh, beautiful. 
He's two and two. Two and two. Yeah. Actually, this says he's had his lowest uh, QB rating in those two losses. Is this CowboyLover.com or just no? It's Stat Muse. I I will say this all like all jokes aside, we're playing at the Eagles, which typically, if you go back and look at the last couple of years, whoever the home team is is one. Gotcha. Like so, in all honesty, I am a little worried. I hope y'all play them on Thanksgiving. It'd be a hell of a. I don't remember the other time we played. Last year, I went to that Cowboys uh, Giants game on Thanksgiving. I don't want to watch the freaking Giants. No, we play the Giants coming up soon. Yeah, I don't want. Which I can't wait. I don't want to, and especially after tonight, I'm done watching the Raiders. I'm done watching the Giants. I don't want to watch either one of those two teams for the rest of the season. What's going on? So you know how the Lions do a halftime show on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Guess who's doing it? Who? Jack Harlow. Oh my God. I will be tuned in now. Be tuned. Uh, so the yeah the Cowboys Still play not the Giants be next that week. Three a.m. Las Vegas club performance. You saw you and yeah. I saw it's club. Was it three a.m.? I thought it was four a.m. No, no, we got he, back at he five. He came out at three, and then we got back at five a.m. in time for Wimbledon to watch. Yes. Come on, live in Las Vegas, and then you and I had to wake up for an eight a.m. flight. The next yeah, it was, uh, that was a. It was fun though. I, that was so much fun. I came back to a scene in our hotel room too. Um. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so the Cowboys have the Eagles. This is their last kind of tough test. And then we get the Giants at home pan- at the Panthers Commanders before we have a tough test. Dang. Dude, we don't play – we play the Commanders on Thanksgiving. Why, dude? We have back-to-back Thursday night games, though. We play the Commanders on Thanksgiving, then the Seahawks. And then we go – Home against Seahawks, home against Eagles, at Bills, at Dolphins, home against the Lions to finish off the season. That's brutal. Oh, I know. That's brutal. We were talking about buyers and sellers earlier. Uh, a team that the Cowboys should be getting. They should be looking at the Titans, not for Derrick Henry. No. But for Will Levis. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's my last statement. That's my last statement. No, we need to be looking at the Vikings to go get, like, Jordan Hicks because I'm sorry – I love I love the fact that you went out and got a guy like Rashawn Evans. There was a reason he was also unsigned. Did, didn't the Vikings get their first rushing touchdown of the year? Yeah. yeah, Cam Akers, six yard. Cam. Alexander Madison's been that bad, dude. God, no, he's it's saved my ass in fantasy so it, many years. It, they just—it's the same thing about like uh, the Chargers. They can't generate the gaps to get a running back in there. Yeah. Like running backs are getting hit behind the line, and you can't generate rushing if that's the case. God, dude. like they can't even run against like. Lester fronts. Like, if it's only a three-man front or a four-man front, and obviously you have the numbers there, if you have a tight end there, you're six to four, they still can't run it. Yeah. It's the same thing the Chargers can do. Yeah. Well, that's the reason you can't see a difference between a 45-year-old Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield. Buccaneers still can't run the football. Dude, the Bucs have got to figure that out. Yeah. And they don't have a bad offensive line. They'd be either. fine, dude. They would be fine if they could run it. They, it and honestly, in, I don't, is it still Bry- Byron Lefwich and that's still their dude? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. If I'm him... You saw what a running game was for you last week. Yeah. It's those quick little yeah. swing passes to yeah. Rashad White. Mm-hmm. Rashad White was seven catches for 70 yards. Yeah, and you and I said it. Like, we love – or I love Baker, but he doesn't need to be yeah. passing it 50 times yeah. a game. Well, it's it's kind of like – so you, you know my complaint about the Cowboys is they freaking run it up the middle every freaking chance they get. I feel like a lot of times now defenses are trying to stop the inside stuff. Toss it outside. Like, if I'm Austin Eckler – Give him that ball on the edge and mm-hmm. let him go. I do, I do some uh, stretch plays. I do some like toss, crack toss plays. Maybe generate some rushing because 
I feel like all these teams just keep trying to run it straight up the middle. I'm like, dude, it ain't working. Stop. Because, right. like, even the Vikings on that first touchdown of the year rushing, it was right up the middle, and he had to, like, break three tackles to get in the end zone. I'm like, toss it. Yeah. Like, literally, it's not that difficult. These guys are athletes. Yeah. Let them run. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Give them, give them, a, give them a runway. Also, who do you think's favored? Cowboys at Eagles. Game of the week, 325 on Fox. Eagles, three. Eagles three. I mean, it's a team. I'm Wrong team favored. If we win, do you know how much I'm going to be? Dude. Monday, all five of my headlines are going to be at the Dallas Cowboys. I know. And then I'd have to make the thumbnail of the Dallas Cowboys. I know. And then you, oh. Look at him. He's already gloomy about it because he knows it. He knows it's potentially could happen. Dude, Micah Parsons was an animal last week. Absolutely. Shout out. We sad. I'm sorry to hear about Matt Stafford being hurt, but yeah, we hurt Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah, we did. 100%. And also, the Cowboys demolished the Rams so bad. I was contemplating trading Cooper Cup in fantasy. Like that's how bad you it was. Screaming at the TV about Javante Williams yesterday was so good. Dude, it's because every and of course I trade for James Cook. I trade Javante for James Cook straight up. Mm-hmm. Which on paper you're like that's not terrible, right? And they go sign Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm sure. like dog. He he already wasn't getting touchdowns. Oh, now yeah. he's getting no touchdown carries. Oh yeah. I told you this story yesterday. I just want our podcast listeners to really know how shitty my Saturday night was. The end of it, I should say. It was fun. Uh, those of you that follow my Instagram story, I saw L.O. shot. I'd said W Halloween costume. But I dressed up as a basketball player. My buddy was a blind ref. We went downtown, a spot we always go to. It was a great time, but just way more packed than usual. So the place we're at was shoulder to shoulder. You basically couldn't move inside of this, like, uh, you know, the DJ was playing music and whatever. So we wanted to leave early. We left early. It's 1 a.m. That's early. (laughs) It is early. And we're in my friend's car, and he has a convertible. We just get on the interstate in downtown Memphis, and we hear a pop. And we're like, one, what the hell is that? And then his sensors on his car started going off. So we're like, we pull over the side of the road, low tire pressure. Yeah. Him and I get out, see about a baseball-sized hole in his tire. (laughs) And at the time, we had no idea he had run flats. We get on there. We go out there and look. We're like, okay. I said, do you have AAA? He said, no. He looks inside. There's an SOS button in his car. He presses it. Roadside assistance. 20 minutes to get somebody because it's, at this point, it's now 2.30 in the morning because we've been sitting there for a long time. And they come on. Sounded like an Indian woman always is. Yeah, yeah, truly. It just is what it is. And they said they can bring a tow truck. No ETA, nothing. He calls his parents. His parents come from 30 minutes away. We're waiting on his parents to get there. It's now, like I said, 2.30 in the morning. After we look for a spare tire, because there's not one with this uh, car, we sit back in. We had just sit back in the car. I'm looking at my phone. My friend Marty looks up and sees a six, like six foot five, six foot three yeah. figure walking towards us. We're on an exit ramp in South Memphis. <laughs> One exit from where Young Dolph got shot. <laughs> and this yep. guy is walking towards us. And he goes, who is this guy? And I was looking at my phone. I look up. I said, holy shit. He was like 20 feet away from us. I said, Marty, I don't know if this thing can drive, but just put this thing and tr- put this yeah, bitch in drive and let's, let's get up Lock there. the doors and go. Yep. We limped up to the next exit. And on the way to the next exit, we saw that this guy pulled over in his car to get out. And there were two two yeah. people. And we did, we, I think we knew what was going to happen. So we somehow limped to the next exit. His dad finally gets there with his gun, and he looks at the tire. He goes, I think it's drivable, and he follows us back. 
into town. Scary <laughs> night. One of the yeah, scary night. And I turned to him. I said, I'm not going downtown ever again. He said, you said that every weekend. I'll see yeah, you, you have weekend. said that every weekend. <laughs> and I said, okay. See you next weekend. Same yeah. place, same time. <laughs> exactly. Same place, same time. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. I had to tell that story. Yeah. I'm glad that shout you stayed in. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out yeah. to him. No, I stayed in. I don't even know. It. Oh, I was playing Spider-Man. Oh, gotcha. And then, like, I was so shaken up, and then I turned on Will Levis on Sunday. <laughs> You're right. You turned on Will Levis and also had the Dallas Cowboys keep coming yeah. on the red zone because we scored a gazillion four yeah. points. And that night, of course, the Wizards had dog walked the Grizzlies, so it was just yeah. a rough Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night but, was a tough night. You know, Thursday night would be fun. But, hey, your Titans won. Yep. The, the Tennessee Vols won. Mm-hmm. My Miami Cowboys d- and my Rebels won. Miami Dolphins won. I called my yeah. dad uh, Sunday. I'm like, bro, when in the same weekend has Tennessee and Notre Dame won and the Dolphins and the Titans won? Never. It's, it's rare. It's never happened. Shout out to Alex for having a worse year than us. Like, he's had a week where both the Chiefs and Alabama have lost. Yep. And he's had weeks where the Chiefs have lost. Like, well, it's been a long time coming. Shout out to our life. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Shout out to our life. And the I Alabama's going to lose this week. Tell us. Dude, is it at LSU? It's at Alabama, which makes it so much harder. <laughs> I know, and they they like keep putting up the side by side stats of Jaden Daniels this year God. and Joe Burrow's from that that crazy run, mm-hmm. and they're like literally the same. Yeah, and they're like we all remember what happened when Joe Burrow went mm-hmm. went into Tuscaloosa. One hundred percent. This is by far the best offense Alabama will face, but yeah, we'll see. it is. We'll see. It is, and we'll see what Jalen Miller is made of. Hopefully, he can have a day against that crappy LSU defense. Yeah, that defense stinks. Yeah. I hope he doesn't have a day, though. I will wrap this up, get some TikToks on. He should be here any minute. Oh, okay. Just waiting on a text from him. All right, y'all have a great, great week, and we'll be back here on Friday. Y'all.